When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so that they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging, because we're in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We only have five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down. Taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks so much, uh, Andy. Um, I'm going to ask my friend Joe to join us. Uh, he says, looking for Joe. There we are, Joe. It's, thanks so much for, for, for coming. Uh, are you happy to, to help me out in a few moments? Is that okay? Fantastic. Well, if you want to go um, there, that would be brilliant. Uh, and let me uh, just lead us in a quick prayer as we think uh, about this uh, passage. Father God, thank you so, so much for Jesus. Uh, thank you that he is the one that we need. I pray that now, as we look at your word, you'd show us Jesus I pray that we would see in him not just a a wonderful story, but one who can help us out in our day-to-day lives, here and now, in Totley, this year. Amen. Fantastic. Well, we are um, in a bit of a series. We're looking at Meals with Jesus in the book of uh, Luke. And you'll remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were with Levi, uh, the tax collector, Um, and his friends, who uh, people called sinners. Last week, we had supper at Simon's house, uh, and there we met somebody who people rejected, but she did an incredibly beautiful thing and anointed Jesus' feet. You see, Jesus welcomes those who others might push away, and yet... Today, we see him, and he is hosting a meal. You see, uh, Jesus' disciples had just been on a big trip. Uh, They'd been out, uh, and they'd been doing all sorts of things in Jesus' name, uh, and they came back, and they wanted to tell Jesus all about what they had done. So they headed off to a small town, or just outside a small town, a small fishing village, uh, in order to have a picnic A big picnic. I hope uh, Jesus had packed a big loaf of bread for his big picnic. Problem was, Jesus was pretty popular. 
Uh, and so uh, his picnic with his 12 disciples, already a fairly big uh, picnic, well, it got bigger and bigger because people, uh, they all wanted to see Jesus. They all wanted to listen uh, to Jesus. Uh, they all wanted uh, Jesus, or many of them wanted Jesus to make them well. And he didn't send them away. He welcomed them. Uh, and he taught them all about God's kingdom. And he healed uh, the sick. Before they knew it, though, the people had been there for ages. It wasn't just Jesus and his disciples. Jesus was talking and teaching and healing. And, oh, what's that? Is it, is it thunder? Joe, is that your belly? Yes. Wow, I say it was hungry. Bellies were rumbling. And Jesus' disciples, they came to speak to him. That's right. Uh-oh. They were in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they didn't have co-op just round the corner, or Tesco's just down the hill, or, or Aldi just a little bit further down the hill. Uh, no, they couldn't nip out and get a Boots meal deal. Uh, they were hungry, and there was no food. If only they had a big loaf of bread. But Jesus replied, You give them something to eat. What? Did Jesus see the crowds? Did Jesus see all of them? Didn't he realize that they were in the middle of nowhere, Jesus? You can imagine the disciples trying to do the maths, giving the food that they had. Five loaves and two fish. How on earth were they going to do it? The disciples couldn't do it, could they? Five loaves, two fish, over 5,000 people there. Nobody could do that, could they? Only Jesus could. He took the food and he gave thanks and he broke the bread and the disciples, they gave it out. And everybody was satisfied. In fact, they weren't just satisfied.
and animals afloat. The Lord was good, the Lord was strong, and Noah lived his life for Him. Moses led his people through the sea, taking them away from slavery. Fantastic. We have heard, haven't we, that Jesus is who we need most. Jesus is who we need most. Our, our passage, just before our passage, you've got a question being asked by a ruler. Uh, he uh, asks this question. He says, uh, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What's he, what's he all about? Just after this passage, we've got an answer to that question. Jesus asks Peter, who do people say I am? He says, oh, some people say Elijah. He's a guy from the Old Testament. Uh, still others say he's, he, th- th- that you're one of the other prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? And Peter said, I believe you're God's Messiah. Why was it that this story... This meal, this big picnic, helped them see that. We've just sung a song, haven't we, uh, about God being uh, faithful, being there for God's people throughout all of history. Uh, One of the big times was when Moses led his people through the sea. We've just sung about it. But you know what happens after that? Moses leads God's people, and they're actually following a pillar of cloud and fire, And they go to a desert place, a place that doesn't have Tesco's just down the road, a place that doesn't have co-op around the corner where you can't get a farm foods pork sandwich and even if you could it would be off the menu. Big joke for some. (laughs) Uh, But um, God's people, they were hungry. Their stomachs were rumbling. And they called out, God, we're hungry. Have you led us out here to die? And do you know what God did? He caused manna, uh, like bread from heaven, to come to feed them. Now, that was uh, well known to God's people. In our story today, what have we seen? We've seen a bunch of people who've come to listen to Jesus 
in a desert place and Jesus providing food. It is a picture. Uh, The God who provided for you back then is right here with you now. He fed them and we said there were leftovers. Twelve baskets of leftovers. Again, that would have rung all sorts of bells for, uh, for the original hearers, for the disciples, for those who, who knew their Old Testament because there were 12 tribes of Israel. This is the God uh, who had fed the people in the past, the God who had provided at every step for his people. And here is Jesus providing for them once more. You see, that's why Jesus is the one that we need most. Uh, Peter, he got it. But Jesus goes on to provide even more, doesn't he? See, we've got all sorts of meals with Jesus in this series. But they all point forward to a final meal that he will have with his disciples. We'll get to that one in our all-age services somewhere up in November, I think. Um, but, but that one's the one where Jesus sits down and he says, This bread is my body broken for you. This wine is my blood poured out for you. The amazing thing is Jesus doesn't just feed them physically but sustains them just as the God of the Old Testament has Eventually, he will die so that he can provide what we need most. And that's important. Because if he's going to die to be providing what we need most, then we can trust him with what we need less, right? Let's imagine for a second uh, that I said um, uh, that I had a big remote control car that I had and it was really really cool it was one of those ones that that could go really fast it can go up to half a mile away from me it looks really cool and I said I'm going to give this to Naomi you might think wow that's very generous you might think there's no way Ben's going to give away such an amazing car like that but If just a moment or two before, I'd said to my friend Richard here, I'd said, Hey, Richard, I'm wanting to be very generous today. I've got the latest iPhone 14 Pro, and I want to give it to you as a gift. And I gave it to him. And then I said, I'm going to give away this amazing remote control car. You'd have a lot more confidence, wouldn't you? You'd say, he's just given away an iPhone 14. Of course he can give away a, a, a remote control car. The book of Romans in in, in chapter 8 says, If God didn't spare his son, how will he not give us all things? If Jesus dies to provide our very deepest need, right relationship with him, then we can trust him with our everyday needs here and now. So what? What do we do? Well, what did the people in the passage here do? Of, a bit of uh, congregation participation. What did the people, uh, the crowds do? Cheer. Probably cheered, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, the fact that there's not loads of answers coming back is quite helpful because they didn't do very much. They sat and they listened. Uh, they followed Jesus. 
Other accounts tell us one boy gave some loaves and fish, a very important thing for him to do. But they do very little. Uh, They're focused with following and listening and coming to Jesus. That's their focus. What does Jesus do? Everything else. He feeds them. What do we need to do? Focus on Jesus. Listen to him. And what will he do? He will provide for our needs. Maybe not all our wants, but our needs. The things that we need. What might that look like? Very quickly. uh, Maybe you're at school or going into a new school class or a new school going off to secondary And maybe you're thinking, I don't have anybody who I know very well in my class. I need people who will support me and be with me. Jesus, if we come to him, says, look, I'm a friend who's closer than even your brother or your sister. I'll always be there. I'll never let you down. And what's more, I've given you a church family to support you. Maybe our needs... Maybe our needs are more to do with our bodies. We feel like our bodies are broken. Maybe we're waiting on test results. Maybe we feel like our bodies just aren't going to recover the way that they used to. Even there, Jesus says, I will provide for your needs. One day I will give you resurrection eyes that, don't, that aren't blurry. I'll give you resurrection knees that don't creak. I will give you resurrection bodies that are no longer broken. I'll give you resurrection minds that don't hurt for no reason. One day I will provide for you. We have a God who provides for us. All we need to do is listen to him. So a few questions for us uh, as uh, we close. If you are under five years old, I'd love you to ask this question. What did the people in the story need and who gave it to them? If you are between five and 11 years old, I'd like you to answer this question. What did Jesus do in the story And what does that show us about who he is? If you are over 11, I'd like you to answer this question. If God provides for all our needs, what's it going to look like for me to trust him? That's a big question, and it can work at a lot of levels. Okay? So I'm going to give us just a few moments uh, just to ask those questions. Um, what, did Jesus, um, uh, what did the people need uh, who gave it to them under fives, uh, se- uh, fives to sevens? Um, uh, what did Jesus do in the story? What does that show you about who he is? Uh, over elevens, um, uh, sorry, five, five plus five to eleven. You know who you are. Uh, over elevens, um, we're going to ask, ask that question. Uh, if, G- if God provides all that we need, what's that going to look like for us to trust him? Uh, just uh, five minutes. If you're the kind of person who hates talking with other people, show that with your body language, um, and that's fine. Uh, if you uh, are happy to talk to others, then do gather around into others and, uh, and just a few moments to answer that.